All right, we are all set for another exciting episode, and when I say exciting, I think um, we're going to live up to this one here. <laughs> no offense to our other shows that we've done. Rich Casanova here on another episode of the Georgia Podcast. We're live in our Pro Business Channel studios with our billion-dollar 21st floor uh, Buckhead view. And joining us, speaking of Buckhead, we have Mr. Buckhead in the studio here, um, Mr. Michael Moore. Uh, good day to you, sir. Well, good day, Rich. It's good to be with you this morning. Yes, it is a rainy day in Georgia. <laughs> right. we're getting That's a song. To... Be careful. We don't have the, yeah, the we don't right, have the right to that, that song. I won't, I won't be doing any of the melodies nor the uh, refrains. And no okay? offense, but I think our audience appreciate that yeah, as well as me. All right, so joining us uh, coming up in this episode is Brian uh, Regenziak, right? Regenziak. That's right. All yeah. right, Brian. And uh, you're with Agency Spotter. Give us your best 17 second or less about uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, we're going to talk about refining the agency search and supplier search for Fortune 500 companies like Coca-Cola, Nike, lots of other large brands, and how we help connect marketers with those suppliers. All right, that's all coming up on this episode of the Georgia Podcast. Welcome to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. All right, as I mentioned, we got a great one here for you today on the Pro Business Channel, this episode of the Georgia Podcast, and we have uh, the CEO and founder, co-founder, guru, uh, dude from Agency Spotter, Inc., and that's Brian uh, Regenzik. And uh, Brian, welcome to uh, our podcast, and um, we mentioned before the show, this is all, you have two divisions we're going to be hitting on, uh, right? The Enterprise Solutions as well as? Yeah, so the public agency search uh, platform as well. Okay. And before we jump into uh, the day-to-day operations here, you mentioned a little bit before we went on the air, the kind of the backstory of this, how it kind of came about. So you were uh, formerly with uh, American Express and some other companies, and you found some challenges within there? Or, or, uh... Yeah, yeah. So I was a group director uh, globally at Coca-Cola, and my co-founder was at American Express. Okay. And we both had seen this this problem that we're, we've solved um, come up time and time again. I was getting asked by um, senior marketers at Coca-Cola, what agency should I use on a weekly basis? And the same thing was happening at American Express. And what we realized was there was no easy way inside the company to find who is good at what, what suppliers that were approved in the company um, could fit that need at the right budget, at, you know, with the right um, specification. And we basically built that. So we built a public platform that helps people. Anyone can use it. It's free to use to go to agencyspotter.com and find agencies um, that fit your need and you can filter down really, really quickly. And on the the other side of the business, really the enterprise side, we're helping big, big companies like the Coca-Cola's of the world, the Nike's of the world solve this internally. So inside the company organizing, not just agencies, but other professional service suppliers and um, R and D service suppliers and helping streamline and create a frictionless supply chain f- around the services space. So you saw a problem and you go, why, why isn't somebody fixing this? And then you said, why maybe we'll fix it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I was on the phone just the other day with the head of marketing for 
a giant company and they said they're still using spreadsheets to manage this stuff. Oh, and wow. I mean, nobody trusts a name on a spreadsheet that somebody else put there. Right? <laughs> and, and there's, not, there's no so context. There's right? a pride of authorship there and it really goes both ways. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you saw their problem. Um, what was the early iteration of this or some of your challenges? Cause that sounds like a pretty daunting, uh, you know, venture. So yeah. sounds like it was an online Google sheet, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, agencyspotter.com, you know, the, searching for agencies side of, of the business it, it's a two-sided marketplace so it really is a marketplace play where you, we had to bring agencies on board and we had to bring the people who were shopping and trying to hire agencies right so it's a you know two-sided marketplaces are not an easy thing to grow um now we have over three hundred and fifty thousand professionals a year coming to the platform from around the world looking for agencies over fifteen thousand agencies on the platform as well so, and that side, you know, it took a long time. It was slow growth, but right. now we've really um, gotten to a point where it's pretty much on autopilot. It's on autopilot. Yeah. Any big brand you can think of around the world is using our platform in some capacity, and so are startups and small, medium-sized businesses as well. That's just phenomenal. I mean, when you, uh, did you ever imagine uh, starting this three hundred and fifty thousand? That's pretty insane, right? Yeah, it's been a great. It's been a great uh, trip, and <laughs> to see it grow and and you know, build a team around that. All right. So uh, before we uh, jump to the enterprise size, talk about some of the um, industry sectors or services that will, I, I guess, more fit the enterprise uh, platform. Yeah. So, I mean, pe- people are searching for, you know, content marketing. They're, they're looking for um, AR, VR, so virtual reality, all that kind of stuff. Agencies who can solve that problem. They're looking for advertising agencies too and marketing automation and all those types of service providers that help get your business, whether you're business to consumer or business to business, what those, those agencies can help get you out there and connect you with that right audience to basically increase sales, right? I mean, that's everybody's goal. And uh, let's ask you the big picture question. So why do you guys do what you do? I mean, where, where, where's your why in this whole, uh, this whole enterprise? Yeah. I, you know, for me, it's a bit of a passion, a passion. I love to help people and see people be successful. And what I saw when I, we first started this was, you know, the head of um, Dasani Waters at Coca-Cola asking me, hey, who should I use? Another person who was a part of innovation, the innovation group asking me, who should I use? And I couldn't help them. Wow. That was a pain point for me being somebody who'd been in this space for over 20 years. And now I can help them. Now we can let them help themselves. And that's right. a huge cha- game changer. And with the enterprise platform, we help, we're helping people inside those large companies help one another. And that really, for me, is a powerful payoff. Uh, before we went there, you, we were having a conversation with Michael Moore about uh, storytelling, uh, which, is, which is your claim to fame, right, Mr. Moore? <laughs> I, wear, I wear that moniker <laughs> most days. And it would be exciting to know, you know, you have uh, case studies, and they get case studies are pretty boring, but would you mind just telling us some of the successes you've had in some of those uh, large companies, small companies, and from the professional side? You know, give us a broad brush of, of some of the fun things. You, when you go back and go lean back and cheer and say, man, we did a good job, <laughs> you know, what, what prompted that? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, it's interesting when you think about um, – a large company, a lot of people don't realize how complex and how many layers there are, right? Oh, yeah. you have to, the hoops you have to jump through. So one example would be when we rolled out an enterprise platform at a large sports you know, uh, company, we saw 
immediately people started reviewing their suppliers, right? They internally, they were invited to the platform and they started reviewing those suppliers like crazy. There was pent up demand. So we had um, a lady who was running um, one of the event spaces at the company. And so she was doing, doing marketing in LA uh, for events to get, you know, people out to these events. And I was sitting with her at the time she was working on um, working with an agency that she gave a, a two and a half star review out of five. Wow. Ouch. And I, I asked her, well, are you still working with them? And she said, yes. Wow. Well, why are you still working with them? And it was, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was an obvious question. Yeah. So it was a perfect example. She said, I didn't, the time to change is, yep. was too great. I'm doing these events all the time and I need to move fast and not knowing who did better work. You know, the, these guys are doing okay, but I know there's somebody out there that's better. Well, I circled back with her um, a few weeks after we rolled out the platform to the rest of that um, that that mm-hmm. uh, region, and she had switched. She had seen three other our marketers who had reviewed another agency who did something similar, and that agency was you know getting five star reviews across the board, and she switched. So it it really helped her move the needle, and she's got a better working relationship now with with the agency partners, and they're delivering beyond just good right so well i mean the, the two challenges there was one uh the uncertainty yeah right so even though this is not great it's um it's better than the alternative or people don't like to change or it's, it's gonna uh the ripple effect of making that all happen integrating a new uh change in a, in a system and the second is possibly her job could be on the line because if she switches Absolutely. gears to company b and it, it goes even further south um, that's not what maybe a risk that she wanted to take. Exactly. I mean, really there is this risk component to right. it and there's this social component. So people across these, these, you know, large organizations, it's really hard to navigate and know one another and know who's working on what. And we're, we're helping people communicate what's working, who's doing the best work, making it simple for them to make decisions faster. Well, now you mentioned two and a half and three stars and five stars. How, how do you, how does this, uh, product kind of self-police itself or how much effort and opportunity did you have to go into designing to make sure these became valid ratings? That's a great question on the public platform. So when you're going to agencyspotter.com, it is, um, we, we verify every review, right? So our team looks at whether, whether you log in with LinkedIn or, or whatever means you log in, we verify every review on the enterprise side. You only have people from your company who can review Right. And, and it's not anonymous. Right. So it really helps. Um, you know, it's it really is valid. You're helping inside your own company. There's no reason to fake it. Right. The agencies can't fake it. There's no um, there's really no policing necessary. We do have processes in place, of course, um, to mitigate any any risk to, to those brands. But it's a it's be- become a very normal part of how we operate. I mean, if you think about it, when was the last time you went to a restaurant 
that had a two and a half star review. <laughs> right. right? It just, <laughs> well, there were no cars in the parking lot at that restaurant. You can bet on that process. Yeah. That's the kind of the indicator. We, 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 we joke about picking a restaurant. You know, you go to the one that has the cars in the parking lot because, you know, there's, those represent stars. <laughs> so in terms of your, your membership model for your companies, you bring the large companies in, and, of course, it saves them greatly. Do you have any ideas on projection of uh, the individual professional platform? What, what kind of time and effort it saves a just a small company. Look, you know, you mentioned small business because, you know, they, they spend a lot of time making bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're saving them time and money. And, and, of course, you're benefiting agencies. So give us some of the payback ideas there. Yeah, I mean, including performance, right? You're working with a better partner and your performance at the end comes up, you know, goes up as well. So um, when you think about it, the procurement software space is a $10 billion industry. Wow. And people have pumped tons of money in direct procurement. But what we're solving on the enterprise side of this is the indirect procurement space. It's largely been ignored or it's kind of an afterthought in most of those software platforms. And the major portion of that is services. So if you think of a company, um, any large, large, you know, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 company, they've got major amounts of indirect spends of people buying services. And the buying process is spread out across the whole organization right. people are you know by somebody, departments by units by floors by buildings by whatever somebody's yeah. making local decisions yeah and you could be a manager you could be a director you could be a vp all different levels of the organization and procurement software traditionally doesn't work that way it it's locked right mm-hmm. if you're not in procurement or you don't have special access you can't use it we basically liberate that data that's out there and help people make better decisions very quickly. And I think that is, for me, the most exciting part of it is there's pent up demand because people have, they know how, when you work with, when you work with a service provider, you know how they did, mm-hmm. but traditionally there's no place for you to record that inside a big business. We give them that, that opportunity to record that, tell us more about it and share that across the entire enterprise. That saves tons of time. It directionally helps people make better decisions, and it helps the, the management, procurement management and the CMO and other leaders in the company get dashboard reporting that helps them cut sure. suppliers who are underperforming. Yeah, people love their dashboards to be able to monitor in real time what's happening behind the scenes, and they can project goals and so forth. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Georgia uh, podcast, Rich Casanova alongside Michael Moore. We're at about a halfway point here. we got a little bit more to go. We're having a conversation with uh, the CEO founder um, of Agency Spotter. That's Brian Regenzik. And uh, so let's pivot a little bit. No, we're, so our middle name is Business. So talk to us about your business model on both of these, um, both the public and the enterprise. I mean, how do you all, what's, what's the short version? How do you all make money yeah. right in this model? On the public platform, the marketplace, we're making money on the agency side of the business. Okay. Right? It's free for marketers to use, whether you're a small business, a large business. Um, and we help we help you find those those agencies agencies get promoted they get a little bit of advanced access um when they're upgraded with us agencies can be on on for free they just have limited amount of things they can say they do right yeah right so it it just their profile is kind of limited and then and then there is a revenue share like uh i don't want to get too deep into your top no no it's it's more of a subscription for them okay so they just pay a flat fee based on their uh tier or whatever right we don't want to eat into people's margins so we let them let them uh, do 
do great business. If they do great work, they can get compensated however right. they negotiate. Yeah, so and that, that, that's a key thing. They can negotiate up or down uh, percentage-wise and doesn't impact their cost of uh, working with you guys. Exactly. So and, then on, and then on the enterprise uh, platform, yeah. how does that model work? So the enterprises pay us. So the the large you know, Fortune 500 <laughs> like companies, pay they pay us. It's we a, need to write that one down, Michael. More pay us. Join the two comma club. Yeah. I, I, I say the uh, three favorite words in the English language are I love you. And the five favorite words in English language is pay to the order of. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a subscription model for them as well. It's instead of on the public side, it's, it's monthly and yearly. On the, on the enterprise side, it's yearly or multi-year uh, licenses that we're doing. There's a setup fee, a small setup fee. And then, you know, it's, it's uh, based on the number of users, based on the number of suppliers. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. And, and then before we went on the air, you mentioned a great way uh, – to again explain for you people trying to wrap their head around this. Um, and again, you can check it out right now at agencyspotter.com as we're having this conversation, kind of surf around, see what we're talking about, see what Brian does on a day-to-day basis. But you mentioned that when people ask you, um, how would a, how would a company use your service? Uh, talk to us from that perspective of like, uh, the micro level, you know? Yeah. I mean, on the enterprise side, there are, there, there are cuts happening at these fortune 1000 companies, okay. right? So they're reducing staff, maybe procurement staff Up sometimes. Row. Right. Yeah. Right? Up row. <laughs> and those people are the one, the only kind of the last line of defense to manage these relationships with these suppliers. Right? right. And so one, one thing that we see is the head of those, you know, th- that financial department is trying to help service the, the whole organization better, but with less staff. Right? Okay. And our platform basically comes in and helps people help themselves, right? And makes data much more available, readily available for those decisions to be made. Um, and that's one case that people really like. It's a much more effective use of, of resources when you can share that, share that data, get, see who's doing good work, who's not doing good work, and make decisions based on that as well at a macro level. Right for the organization. That's one use case. Another use case would be, um, you know, hey, I'm the you know I'm the director of um, digital advertising or of content marketing, and I want to switch things up. Right? Who else is out there I, right now? Um, if if you're looking at this thing regionally or globally for these big brands, it's really like pulling teeth to find out. Well, who is India using? Who is who are we using in? You know, mm-hmm. France, who are we using in Sweden, right. right, for content marketing? Well, now you know immediately. Wow. Right? And so that, that's powerful. being able to see that and then evaluate how are they doing or talk to your colleagues who are managing those relationships around the world, that streamlines so much business. Um, and it really connects people across these giant companies in ways that, you know, it takes years to do otherwise. It makes transitions easily. It makes transfer between departments, between continents, between levels. Yeah, onboarding is is so much faster. That that is the term right now, onboarding. So if you're the new guy coming in with a multi-million dollar budget, you better do it right. (laughs) (laughs) You can't bring everything on your three-by-five cards, right? So you're kind of the three-by-five cards for agency acquisition, right? In in many ways, yeah. And and it goes beyond that, too. I mean, if you think about – we have one CPG client who's really focused on um, speed to market and R&D. So think about third-party manufacturing. It's kind of the f- way far away from the agency space, but a lot of companies outsource when they're doing kind of 
short product runs to test out a new product in market, they they outsource that to a third party manufacturing right. uh, plant near the local market they want to test. We're helping the CPG navigate that space in record time so they can make decisions and get that product to market and test it much faster. I mean, it almost creates that big corporate conglomerate. It uh, makes them more lean and allows them to kind of focus on their core uh, projects, whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as you've gone through this process of evolution, and I know you and your partner probably spent a lot of time uh, gently knocking heads trying to figure out the best way to do this. (laughs) Talk about a couple of those experiences you had as you built this company over the last, how many years again? Yeah, it's been about seven years. About seven yeah, years, and, yeah. and, and you've probably gotten some awards. <laughs> we have. <We've> Has <laughs> there anybody to compete awards. against in your marketplace, <laughs> or you just had the best product, period? Yeah, there, we do have some competitors on the public side. I think on the enterprise side, we don't have any direct competitors. Um, I mean, in, in many ways, we're competing with Excel, you know, um, <laughs> right. Excel spreadsheets. Right? Yeah, the so. micro, that Microsoft product, is, you know, <laughs> they're going to continue to improve it, but I don't think they're going to get up to your level. Exactly. So They um, need to excel past <laughs> what they're doing right now. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been, you know, lots of, uh, lots of things we've learned along the way and we've, you know, the, the, uh, public platform, the marketplace, you know, grew slowly, slower mm-hmm. than we had anticipated early on. Um, and we're really, really excited about the enterprise, uh, play because it really was the core of what we wanted to build early on. Initially. Yeah. Initially we, we we're looking at yeah. should we go with the marketplace or should we do the enterprise? And we actually talked to a number of large companies like American Express, and they wanted us to build the enterprise right from day one. Oh, that's wow! But that's yeah. not an easy task. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not an easy thing. We looked at we looked at our skill set. And you had what to build five of them to meet their needs. Now you allowed it to grow up a little bit. So yeah, yeah that's so yeah. that you you're, you've you've built it. You've grown up, and now what's next? I mean, how how do you get better at this? Yeah, I mean, we're always learning. So uh, we're very fortunate that some of the Fortune uh, 100 clients we're working with are basically painting our roadmap, our product roadmap for us and telling us what they would pay for and what they'd like to be incorporated within you know, the, the base platform as well. We want well. everybody to have this widget, but we really want this widget. Yeah, and it's amazing how many of those ideas are things that other you know, once we circulate it with our other customers, they would also pay for that, right, as an add-on service. So we're expanding to not only solve this this base problem, but looking at how you communicate with these suppliers. How do you review them? If you do annual reviews um, at a more of a macro level across the company with some of your big, you know, maybe top 20 or top 50 that you spend the most with, how do you do that? How do we facilitate that? And so there's a lot of different um, things we're building out and helping um, solve these solve these things across the enterprise. Those are those hidden buttons on the dashboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well said. I was going to ask what's next, but Michael already uh, addressed that. So I think we covered uh, all the bases. Um, uh, congratulations on your success to this point and your new um, uh, ventures in the enterprise sandbox, if you will, and what's happening in the future years. Best, best of success to you. Again, Brian, uh, thanks for your time. I look forward to uh, continue this conversation at a, at a later date. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Take care. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. 
true inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.